0: Then the book of James says for us to count them all joy. Those are the things that God is using to conform us to his image. And if we allow him to do that work with the Holy Spirit within us, it's a game changer.
1: Stories stir the soul.
2: Stories reveal. And
1: stories heal.
2: In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough.
1: Real people, real stories, with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach, and Todd as a men's mentor,
2: we've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well, this could be your biggest breakthrough.
1: Hey, and welcome to your biggest breakthrough. I'm your host, Wendy Pett.
2: I'm Todd Isburner.
1: Yes. And we have a special guest on the show today. We're going to be talking a little bit about trauma and obstacles. Mm. I mean, we all have them, right? But not everyone has a breakthrough to get beyond them. Maybe you get stuck in the why of it all, uh, of seeing how, instead of seeing how God can use them and draw you more close to him.
2: Mm. Yeah. Right. Don't you think Wendy, that a lot of times, uh, there's a lie that starts to implant itself in us that Mm -hmm. says, uh, Well, you got to get through this trauma on your own. There's Mm -hmm. just, there's no way you're going to have a breakthrough unless you dig down and gut it out.
1: Yeah, for sure. And those traumas and obstacles, they don't have to define you. I think that's just it. And you don't have to go at it alone. We are overcomers in Christ.
2: Well, I know our guest today uh, can speak from many points of trauma, and uh, you're going to be encouraged to hear Mm -hmm. just how she was able to achieve breakthroughs. in in the kinds of obstacles that we're facing her.
1: Mm -hmm. So our guest today is Misty Phillip, and Misty is a dreamer and a doer. I love that. She's a doer, and she's passionate about helping spark your soul message. She encourages people to use their story to give God glory. The founder of Spark Media, Misty equips Christian communicators and podcasters through virtual and live events, podcast network, magazine, and a thriving membership community of which we are a part of and proud to be. She is the host of By His Grace podcast, and it's ranked the top 1.5% of all podcasts. I mean, that's fantastic. She's a sought-after international speaker and the author of the award-winning number one Amazon new release Bible study Mm -hmm. called The Struggle is Real, But So Is God. And she's also uh, got the spark Podcast planner. So, welcome, Misty. Hey,
2: Misty, come on in. Come
1: on in. Hey, friends. You've hey, you've got
2: absolutely nothing going. So we know that uh, <laughs> you're being challenged, but from all kinds <laughs> of things. I'm amazed when I when I right. hear this, and when I you know I know about what you do. Uh, How do you how do you keep on doing it? (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, and the fun thing about that is all of those things happened within the last
2: five years. Well, that's the mind blower, right? It's like you were on the fast track. Everything's accelerated. Yeah, pretty awesome. So I bet you've had some struggles in there as well. But I listen, we we want to unpack some of the struggles you've been through, some of the trauma, and how you got through them. But I got to just get right to the heart of the matter because the reality is, everybody listening has either been through a struggle, is in a struggle or we'll face one pretty quickly, right? It just, mm-hmm. It's just the way life is made up. And because we can't escape that, I i, I wonder, if, is there anything we can do to get right to the heart of overcoming this obstacle? Because the reality is when they hit, it seems the like first impulse is, okay, so there's no way around this thing. What am I going to do? So what have you found yourself doing? Like, what's the first step of action that you take when you think you're up against something that you can't overcome?
0: Well, I... Wrote it in the title of my book, The Struggle is Real, Um, but so is God. I think the first thing that we need to do when we are in a struggle is we need to hit our our knees and cry out to Jesus because we serve a God of the impossible. Um, I love this song. It says, we've seen broken bodies healed. We've seen cancer disappear. Don't you tell me he won't do it. And if we get in the mindset of this is too hard, this is too much, instead of, of just being really open-handed with it and and saying, God, please. Um, And he doesn't always answer our prayers the way we want, but that should be our first line of defense is to go to him and to cry out to him. He already knows our struggles. He knows what we're going through, but he wants that relationship with us.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. But that wasn't always your first go-to option, was it? No, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so let's talk about that. Let's go back a ways uh, before that was your first uh, thing to even do or even suggest to for others uh, to uh, avoid and go through their obstacles. Uh, tell us a little bit about your faith background. Tell us about how you um, just the, the the tough stuff you've been through. You've yeah. been through a lot. Yeah. So
0: um, you know, my struggles started. Back when I was a young girl, I was in middle school and my brother passed away. And my family um, was kind of like Christmas and Easter Christians, very nominal in their faith. My parents had grown up in different denominations and really struggled to find a place to call home and um and so we didn't have a a, a supportive you know faith and so mm-hmm. when my brother died it destroyed my family it just absolutely wrecked them and
1: how how old was your brother
0: my brother was 21 so he was 9 years older than I was okay and um my mother was just absolutely just devastated. And so here I was, a young girl going into junior high, which is one of the worst times for kids in general. Um and my mom was was just pretty checked out. And I was very strong willed and very independent.
1: Not you, Misty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it has served you well.
0: <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately it led me down a path of uh of, um, I started drinking and went out with some friends and was raped. And then I started doing drugs. I tried to kill myself because I really didn't want to live after that. And so those were the kind of things that I was trying to deal with, you know, going through junior high and high school. And it got really bad in high school. I um, we had moved to a small Texas town and I started to do some really hardcore drugs. Um, I I found myself one day in, in in a crack house with, um, no walls, like plastic sheeting. And it Mm. scared me to death. Um, because I think God had opened my eyes where I had been blind to what was really going on in my life. And, um, I went from, you know, doing all of these hardcore drugs to becoming, uh, clean and, um, and, 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 know wanted to still was trying was wrestling with my faith and um and had broken up with my boyfriend who I had all through high school and thought my life was over because you know when you're in high school and you break up with your boyfriend it does feel like the end of the world right right Um, right but uh wanted was still struggling with these suicidal thoughts and um cried out to God and said, God, if you are really, really real, then I need you to help me. And I need someone, I need you to send somebody in my life. And I was walking down the road one day and this young man pulled over. Now I could have been abducted. I mean, all sort of things could have happened. Right. But God, but God brought Mm -hmm. this young man who offered to give me a ride, who told me about Jesus. He invited me to church. He brought, he gave me a Bible. And um, that was when I I really started to devour the word of God and um, started to go to church. And and then my life just started to change as I surrounded myself with other believers.
2: Mm. Right. And what age was that?
0: So I was in college. So oh, you were in college. then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm
2: just curious if we can back up just a moment here, because when you're, I mean, you're in a crack house and I, so what was the relationship with your parents like during that time? Because as tough as it was for you, I can't imagine as parents having a daughter with these kinds of problems. What was going on with them? So what was going on between the two of you?
0: Or did they really know? Yeah, they didn't know. I mean, I lied to Mm -hmm. them about Uh, everything that I was doing. I was, you know, I did well in school, um, and so they didn't really know what was happening. And I think they just were dealing with their own grief and couldn't see mm -hmm. the changes within me. But. In order to keep the peace, my dad worked away from home um, because my parents' marriage became very contentious. My, I think my mom blamed my dad um, for my brother dying, even though he didn't have anything to do with it. I just think it was misplaced grief for my mom. Um, and so he stayed away and my mom worked full time. And, um, I just think they were not really aware. There were times when, um, they would catch me in something and, um, you know, but it, it was definitely, my mom wanted to be my friend, which I think is the worst parenting strategy out there. So if we have parents listening, um,
1: yes, I'm glad you actually mentioned that because I know a lot of, parents that are friends with their, with their children and and it's destructive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, your brother's uh, passing, was it an accident or, um, Yeah. So he was an athlete, uh,
0: very strong in shape, worked offshore, um, and was on the roof of his house. They were going to have a party and he was putting some lights up, but when he was up there, uh, he had a heart arrhythmia and he passed out Mm. and he fell off the roof of his house and broke his neck. And, Mm. um, it was just very sudden, tragic accident.
1: Wow!
2: doesn't wow. seem a lot of times like when these unexpected um, traumatic occurrences happen in our lives that, that if we don't have God in the center, we have all the kinds of reactions that are destructive for us. The bitterness, the resentment, the, the anger, the rage. What were some of the emotions you were experiencing with that, that unexpected tragic accident from your brother?
0: Yeah, so for me, I just stuffed all of my emotions um, because I had to be the strong one because here my mom was a mess. I had a little sister who she was a mess. My dad was gone all the time. So I felt like I was the one who was in control. And as long as I didn't feel, I would be fine. And that is just as destructive as feeling all of those, uh, maybe even worse because it took me probably... um, I did not deal with the loss and the grief of my brother until my father died, um, which was in my early 20s. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's amazing how um, the stuffing, you talk about the stuffing, Mm -hmm. whether uh, or it's just putting um, just being numb to it with the drugs or the alcohol or whatever your numb go to is. I think that's a coping mechanism that obviously isn't a healthy one, but so many people reach for just a, a numbness to not have to deal with the pain. But uh, God is bigger, right? right? That's right, and God is able. And so I know a little bit about your story. Can you um walk us through as you were going to church, um you know, you're in college, you're you're getting closer to god, you're you're diving into his word, you're feeling his love, knowing his truth. But there was um a woman that, and I know this because of another interview I've had with you, but a, a woman that prayed with you in the middle of the street. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, no, actually, that was the guy that I just mentioned. That was the he, guy. Yeah, it was a guy that. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. He did. And yeah. And then he's kind of what led me into church. So I think okay. it's
2: awesome that this, that this, this young man would have uh just targeted you for all the right reasons. Right. 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 And, and that you didn't resist it. So without even knowing it, it sounds like you were open to receiving something you didn't know anything about.
0: Yeah. How I mean, I happen? literally just pray, God, if you are really real yeah. then I need you to show, you know, and I think it's those prayers when we come to Wrong. the absolute end of ourselves and we can cry out to him um, that we're finally open um, to, for God to move in our lives. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It just sounds
2: like there has to be some measure of faith that needs to be ignited, right? Cuz everything you're saying in terms of this this openness in this relationship with God re- requires a belief system that he actually is there that he would listen. And that he is able to intervene and and start taking control. And I'm guessing for somebody like you, that was a real struggle in itself because you're the take charge doer person, right? You're the one who musters up the strength to handle these things. So now you're getting an encounter with God. How did you start to transition from I'm in charge, I'll take control to God, you're in charge, you take control?
0: Yeah. Well, when I became a believer, the struggles in my life did not end. Um I
1: uh, mm, wait, can you say that again? Because I think people think <laughs> you your know. your life's gonna be wonderful and um, everything's gonna be great. That's what I thought. <laughs> deal on that? I thought I that's what I thought was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: But uh, actually I had a lot of challenges, different kinds of challenges. Um, you know, Peter and I um, we struggled a lot in Peter's my husband and we struggled a lot in the early days. And we had a, a, a child who was born with special needs, um, who was um, he was vaccine injured and um, are still dealing with the ramifications of that today. And he's 22 years old now, but mm-hmm. that led to lots of hospitalizations and, and trauma. Um, I had miscarriages. I had a tubal pregnancy that nearly killed me. And um, later we had another baby with trisomy 18. All during this time, we were living next door to my husband's parents who both had brain tumors at the same time time. One was, um, was cancerous. And so he was going through cancer and then Peter's mom had a tumor on her occipital lobe. And if they didn't operate, she would go blind. So they were both having brain surgeries. And here we are trying to homeschool our boys and I'm losing babies and had a special needs kid. And, and like the struggles were really real. And, Mm -hmm. um, God is the thing that got me through. That's when I really, that's when I discovered women's Bible study. And I I got into a community of people, Peter and I were in a young married Bible study, and we had people who were further along in the journey than us. And we had a place that we could, um, would come and, um, just learn and grow. And then the more that I just poured myself over the word that's, you know, a lot of times I would go to church and I would think, Oh, everybody here has got it all together and everybody, mm-hmm. and I didn't I'd share all, <laughs> nope. my, all, all of my struggles. Um, so I would show up and, and just kind of put a smile on my face. But where the real work happened was between me and the Lord at my kitchen table, um, because I was trying to make sense of, you know, praying for Peter's dad who had cancer and God didn't heal him, um, how, you know, and that's, there's a universal struggle there. If, if, um, if God is good, then why do bad things happen? And so I had to wrestle those things out with the Lord and come to the point that, that he is sovereign and that he is, goodness. and that he loves us. And all of these things that we go through, all of these trials, all of these tribulations, then the book of James says for us to count them all joy. Those are the things that God is using to conform us to his image. And if we allow him to do that work with the Holy Spirit within us, it's a game changer. It's an Mm -hmm. absolute game changer.
1: It is a game changer. And I love the fact that you and Peter both immersed yourself into a place that maybe you didn't feel the most comfortable, but you knew that these were people that could help lift you up and to teach you and to help you grow. And sometimes that just takes uh, a surrender and a humility, you know, just having a humility about you to show up in that space and know, okay, I don't have it all figured out. And so I'm going to go somewhere where I can, where I can grow. And, um, I was thinking about second Corinthians 12, nine, and he says to me, and I know, you know, this one, but my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect and weakness, weakness. And sometimes I think we, we think being weak is so, um, uh, just degrading and embarrassing and people feel shame about it, but being weak, it gives God an opportunity to be strong and he gets the glory. And so that's where you guys really have shined and, and God has gotten the glory through, through your story. And so I, I love that you continue to, to actually mentor uh, people now yourself. And I, uh, cause you know, the value of mentoring. So yeah. You're offering
2: that, that comfort uh, to others that God offered to you and you took hold of it. But Misty, you know, there are some folks who are listening and there's everybody defines their struggle in different ways, I think, right? I mean, somebody today is frustrated. It's a struggle because they can't find a parking place close to the door. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> There are others who are dealing with incurable Serious. cancers. Right. Um, and in the midst of all of it, aren't we Aren't we really struggling with how can just like you mentioned earlier, how can a good God let these bad things happen? And can you just expand on that a little bit more because you you address that question without getting an answer? Yeah. How did that happen?
0: You know, I I had a friend who was going through cancer and she was a strong believer, and but she always Questioned why, and I think it's okay for us to come to God and to ask Him why. The problem is we cannot get stuck in the why, and that's where I think a lot of people get stuck. Like, why would you allow this, God? That's okay. We can question Him; is big enough to take all of our questions. We just can't get stuck there. We have to move past that, and I think that that also takes surrender for us to. Um, Say you are God and I am not, and um, so I think that it is taking our concerns and our needs and our cares. The word says to cast your cares on Him because He cares for you. So, mm-hmm. in a process of doing that, then we can exchange um, the burdens of this world for the fruits of the Spirit, which are love, peace, joy, patience, gentleness, kindness, all the all the goodness of God. But it takes us casting our um, all of our negative feelings, our concerns, our cares on him so that we can then take up his spirit.
1: Yeah, that's so good. And I love that your podcast, which is fantastic, by the way, but it's called By His Grace. And you know, just intimately about God's grace. And so what would you say to someone that really just has a hard time believing that God really does want good for them and that he is sovereign? And what would you say that person that's struggling and they feel like they are alone and they don't know where to reach out. They don't know what to do or how to turn. How do they experience God's grace? Yeah. So I would just say Get on
0: your knees and cry out to God because it 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 goes back to that that place of surrender is really Mm -hmm. where um because for a long time I think even as a believer and walking with the Lord and being in community, I was you know struggling through a lot of these difficult, challenging things and I would just show up with a smile on my face. Um, or I would talk to people at church and they didn't really understand, well. Mm God needed to be the one that healed my heart. People can affirm yes. us; community is good, and I believe in it. But we're not to be validated from other people. We are to be validated from the Lord, and so we need to just cry out to Him and get in His Word and 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 allow His world, His Word, to heal us. And um, you know, every word that is in the Bible is there to teach us, to instruct us um, to help us. And so I think that that is just really what the point that I really want to drive home is, Mm -hmm. is go to your knees and cry out to your God because he is the one who saves and he loves you more than you will ever know. That is so true. I I love hearing that. i just have
2: to say, (laughs) what I really love about that, Misty, is that it is so simple. Yeah. It might be hard to make the decision, but it's such a simple way of going about it. It's not like, okay, if you just do these 10 things, read these four books, get your support groups in place and all, then it'll happen. It's like, get on your knees, cry out to God. One-step
1: process, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, but now I want to ask you a little bit about, yes, the surrender is, is so important, but I want to talk about forgiveness because there's a lot of, of um, you know, maybe some stuck people in that place. And maybe you were stuck for a while with maybe unforgiveness with your parents or maybe unforgiveness with how you showed up for your own life. How did you move through that into more of a a forgiving role? Yeah. So I think
0: that my mom was a really great example of what unforgiveness looked like. She was very angry. She was very bitter. Um, she had severe arthritis that crippled her body. And the word talks about like that bitterness as rottenness to our bones. And yes. I could see the physical manifestation of what was happening with her internally. Um, and you know, always would Preached to her until I was like standing on my head, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. trying to get her to. I mean, she was just so awful. Everywhere Mm -hmm. we went to everyone, whether it was the the waiter in the restaurant, it didn't matter if we were in the nicest restaurant, she would find something to complain about. She was one of those kinds of people, and Mm -hmm. um, seeing that just made me realize I don't want to be like that. I, I I tried to like be the exact opposite of that, although we have to deal with those feelings that we have when we've been hurt or betrayed or um, when grief comes, like we have to, to learn to forgive because it it mm-hmm. will, it will harm ourselves. So I think seeing her, you know, not doing that really made a huge difference um, in my life because I didn't want to be like
1: that. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Um, is, um, Peter, was his faith already intact or did you guys kind of grow in your faith together? We
0: definitely grew in our faith together. He was Catholic. He grew up Catholic and was an altar boy and, you know, came mm-hmm. from an so Italian, mm-hmm. Italian <laughs> Catholic family. And, um, oh yeah. And so, uh, but You know, I had actually been in the Catholic Church for a while too, but I started to question like what when I started to read the Bible, and I'm like, what about reading the Bible? And he was like, I got Jesus, I'm good. Um, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right,
0: Right. So it was definitely a journey. And then, you know, when we tried to find a church in our early marriage, we kind of struggled because he was very comfortable with. The tradition of Catholicism, and he loved the warm wood and the stained glass windows. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we tried several different denominations until yeah. um, we we finally um, we finally found a place where we could call home and um, got baptized together, and it was very sweet. Beautiful. Oh,
2: beautiful. It's probably an Orthodox Pentecostal church, if there is something like that. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Misty, I'm curious because you have such a deep, rich relationship with the Lord and it's, it's it's very authentic. And by the way, it's very contagious and it's very inspiring because when you boil it all down, that's what you really need to get through uh, and have these breakthroughs with these obstacles. But have there been any other you know influences or influencers in your life, uh, kind of your your go-to? And if so, talk to us about that.
0: Yeah. So I think I'll hearken back to that, um, young married Bible study that I was in, um, with, with Peter when we were, um, early married. And so we stayed in this Bible study and had these same friends and we all had babies together. We all, you know, celebrated, um, birthdays and just being in that faith community. Um, I had, uh, the, our Sunday school teacher's wife would always come to me and Wendy, you'll appreciate this because she was the person who first introduced me to health and nutrition, but she would always nice. come to me and say, I have this book. You have to read it. It will change your life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. That's good.
0: And, uh, yeah. And now she is uh, a mom of 11 and has a oh, million oh kids.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: Wow. So that's, so
2: that's kind of cool to hear because I think, uh, a lot of times, there is a need to go just to God directly, not to become dependent upon others. But at the same time, we do sort of take on uh, characteristics of our environment and the people mm-hmm. in our lives. So I think what I hear you saying, it's important to have a support group, a like-minded faith community support group that you can go to to be strengthened and to go through life with. And uh, I, I appreciate you saying that because it's too easy for us to sort of check out, especially guys. Uh, to say I got this thing, you know, <laughs> God, we're like that. But the reality is, there are times we're just we're just going to need the help of others, right?
0: That's right. That's absolutely right. Um, I think community is is so important to lift us up to encourage us to, I mean, in the book of Hebrews, it says that all the more, as we see the days drawing near, we are not to forsake the assembly of believers in that we, um, we're there to encourage. And like you mentioned, Todd, um, it is, we go through things in life so that then we can later encourage Mm. other people. And so it's, it's this very symbiotic relationship in the body of Christ that everybody has their part. Everybody has their strengths. Everybody needs to right now ever be suited up doing their thing for the kingdom. Amen. We are in a battle and it's not against each other. We have a real struggle that we're in because we have an enemy of our soul. And so yes, everybody suited up doing their thing um, in the kingdom of God.
1: Mm, that's so good. good. Well, yeah, it, it is. It's important to be around community, especially community that is speaking life over your life. Um, and And typically that's what happens in community. Not always, but that's the goal is that we speak life over someone else. You know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Um, And so I know you are a a big fan of speaking life of your life and you actually um, have declarations that you provide for people if they're looking for that you know, those spoken words to speak over their life. And so if you're listening and you're looking for, how can I just speak life over to my life or, or just somebody else's life, you can go to mistyphilip.com uh, slash declarations and download that today, because mm-hmm. those are some great tools right there in your toolbox that, um, can really help you out today. So thank you for, for giving that, um, before we let you go, um, what is something fun, maybe something a little out there that, the average person wouldn't know about you uh, that you maybe do as a hobby or just something unique about Misty Phillip? Yeah.
0: So um, I love interior design and I love to cook. So I probably should have, I mean, I went to, 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 college for fashion merchandising and design and um, actually was a model um when i was yeah when i was younger uh, when i was younger and thinner Uh, but i like to cook too much and i have all these this house full of boys and so my happy place (laughs) is either on a trail in the mountains in the woods or in my kitchen barefoot um with my praise music on just prepping for my guys
1: I love that. I love that. That's a good. great
2: image. And uh-huh. if you're watching on YouTube, you see this beautiful woman on the other with side. her hat
1: on, Picture she's styling, her, you, know,
2: kicking, <laughs> you know, just kicking her shoes off and going after <laughs> That's pretty cool. Hey, Misty, uh, one last thing here. I know I'm putting you on the spot in this, uh, but is there a word? For, let me just back up for a second, uh, because you have been through a lot and you really have learned proficiently how to overcome these obstacles by getting on your knees and crying out to God and by having this, this incredible faith and trust and belief in his sovereignty and in his love and his grace. And this is sort of the message that you continue to com- communicate to others. And it's, it's very inspiring. Thank you for that. But is there a uh, like a word maybe or a phrase that could sum up the entirety of who you are?
0: Yeah, well, it would be probably in my life verse, which is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust on the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Because I think when we start relying on our own understanding, that's when we get tripped up. So if we don't know what to do, um, if we um, don't like the way things are going, you know, if we can just seek him, seek him first um, and know that it's all going to work out the way it's supposed to. I think that, um,
2: that is a good word. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good word. And you have had faith
1: like a child. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, really what, led your heart to be filleted open and God to just heal every little, uh, part of it. And so thank you so much for being so authentic and raw and real with us and sharing, um, because there's somebody out there that has gone through some obstacle or something traumatic, just like you and needed to hear your word. So thank you, my dear friend and, um, God bless you. And, um, yeah, thanks for joining us on your biggest breakthrough. Thanks,
0: Misty. This was so fun. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Blessings. Take care. Yeah. Wow. So you know, sometimes those those obstacles, those um, those traumas in life, can keep you really stuck.
2: Right? Well, undoubtedly, I mean, every single one of us go through struggles. As I mentioned earlier, it's kind of relative because my struggle is going to be different than your struggle. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the first things we have to do is just make sure that that we define and interpret our struggle according to who we are, right, not right. somebody else. Right. So then we end up making comparisons. Well, you don't seem like you're struggling as much as I'm, you know, yeah, that, right, whole, right. that whole comparison thing, just forget about that. If you right. are in a struggle,
1: if you're even, if you're or, feeling pain, like it may not be some, some magnitude kind of yeah. a thing, like some of the things that Misty went through and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but, no, yeah, <laughs> but exactly. I'm like, you yeah. know, this is, it, it may not be that magnitude that, level of a magnitude, whatever I'm trying to say, that, that big of a deal compared to somebody else, but yet you feel it in your heart and you're sad. It's big for you. Yeah. Yeah. God knows your heart and he wants your heart healed. Yeah,
2: exactly. And so Missy's words really apply to every single Mm -hmm. one of us. There isn't some, something different just for you. It's the same for all of us Mm -hmm. and really boils down to, do we believe that God loves us and that he can cover this, not necessarily answer it the way we want it answered, But is there grace to provide us the strength and the perspective and the peace to be able to go through it and to get the other side? That's what a breakthrough is all about. Yeah. And Not to surrender,
1: up. surrender and get on your knees, just mm-hmm. like Misty said, get on your knees and pray it out. So, um, we hope that this has been just a blessing to you today, hearing Misty's story, go and check out Misty at mistyphilip.com And again, those declarations are powerful. She has them free for you at misty slash declarations. So we'll put that in the show notes as well, but thank you so much for tuning in to your biggest breakthrough. We love spending this time with you. If this blessed you, please feel free to share it and, uh, We will catch you next time. Yeah, hope to see you again soon. Yeah, blessings.
2: So glad you could join us today. And you'll find a new episode every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform.
1: And if you've been encouraged by listening or viewing, would you just take a moment and give us a five-star rating and a quick review? That'd be so awesome. Yeah,
2: and also please share this with your friends and loved ones.
1: If you have comments or questions, or if you're looking for an advertising opportunity, please get in touch with us at yourbiggestbreakthrough.com.
2: Or if you'd like to optimize your health and wellness, you can work directly with Wendy, go to WendyPet.com.
1: Or if you're a guy and you're interested in mentoring and coaching, go to toddisburner.com. We look forward to having you join us on our next episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough.